it what is, it is ain't exactly, exactly clear. There's a man with, with a gun over there, there telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, children. What's, what's that, that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. down. Welcome to a show of faith where minister, priest, millennial, and rabbi discuss events in the news with each other and with you. Call in with your questions, call in with your comments. You can agree with us. You can even disagree with us, but we ask you to agree to disagree. Don't become disagreeable. 713-339-1070 is our phone number. 713-339-1070. After 830, we'll talk about whatever you'd like. Till then, call in, but stay on our topics, please. You can email us while we're on the air at a show of faith, a show of faith at hotmail.com. Call us, and if you don't want to call us, email us. Our priest is Father Mario Arroyo, pastor of St. Cyril of Alexandria in the 10,000 block of Westheimer. An honor to be with you. The Reverend David Capes is our Baptist minister. He is the senior research fellow at Lanier Theological Library. Gentlemen, good to be with you. Good to be with you, too. Rudy Kong is our millennial. He's in the master's degree program in theology at University of St. Thomas, and is also a systems engineer for the space program. I am Rabbi Stuart Federo of Congregation Sha'ar HaShalom, the Clear Lake area of Houston, Texas. Jim is our producer and engineer. Jennifer is our screener of your phone calls. And Jennifer is also doing double duty tonight, doing the phones. So Jim and Jennifer and Jennifer help us sound wonderful. Yay. Yay. Where's Rudy? He's on. Are you there, Rudy? I is. I is here. I are here. I are here. <laughs> I are here. Rudy, 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 what a week you guys had. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about, we, we, you had a launch of Firefly on from Vandenberg Air Force Base on Thursday, I think it was. I couldn't watch or listen in because I was in a class that night. But uh, tell us what happened. Well, it's actually, you know, I've been at Firefly for about a year and a half. And I could tell you, it was, I mean, even watching it from TV, it was just so exciting. Because um, I, I, could, I could recognize a lot of the voices. I know the people in the control room. I know the guys that built this thing, you know, and, and I feel like I've been for the tests, for the static fires, for the mishaps, and, like, just to finally see the thing there is just wow. Um, so on Thursday, we had a uh, – we were given a window by the Air Force and the FAA uh, for four hours from 6 to 10 – um, that would have been six to ten Pacific time, Pacific time, to to launch the rocket. It's our what's called our uh, Alpha, um, our Alpha rocket, which is, I mean, if you're familiar with rockets, it's a little bit smaller than the Falcon um, from SpaceX, smaller than some of the. I, I can already, t- I can already tell you that Stuart is not happy that you didn't call it Olive. That you didn't call it what? <laughs> that I didn't call it what? Alec? Olive. Olive. Olive, bait, right. gimel, dollar. Yes, in other words, the, the first letter, letter, letter of, the, yeah. of the Hebrew alphabet. Thank you. Yes. Ah. The David, you have to explain the these alphabet. Jewish things, you know, to these uh, uh, Hebraically <laughs> uh, illiterate. 
pure and simple. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what these guys were uh, were thinking about. <laughs> oh, although, I'm, I'm just, although just we, kidding. Just kidding. No, but what what's funny is that our bigger we have a bigger um, uh, model, if you will, or or larger concept rocket that we're also testing, or at least in the beginning stages. That's called the Beta. Um, oh, so that's more of our higher uh, kilogram competitor. Um, but yeah, so we we uh, we got it stood up on the strong back, and that's um, essentially the way it works. Is you you bring there's there's kind of two ways to do it. You either do it um, and you and you sort of build the rocket and assemble it. What's called on a on a on a mobile transport sort of it's like a big track, if you will. And the thing just kind of rolls right. out, and you launch it from there, or right, right. you 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 or you can transport it and sort of hoist it up into this sort of pivoting arm, and it just kind of lifts up, and then it it launches from there. So there's there, those are kind of the two ways to do it. Our our rocket is one of the is is the first rocket that's launched that's uh, majority of the weight, or at least the outer casing if 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 you will is is from a, a composite material traditionally you use metals um so it's it's one of the lighter weights which allows us to kind of get away with um a lot of stuff really higher payloads again going back to this weight to mass ratio right you need a certain thrust capacity to get up the space in orbit so we had our we had our our first attempt on Thursday we got an initial abort um, when we were going through the count, um, we recycled, and what that means is that we uh, – so you don't fill up the, the rocket with kerosene and, 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 uh, uh, and liquid and what's called LOX, liquid oxygen, so, and liquid nitrogen. So you don't, you don't fill this thing up until the very last second because you don't want all your flammable things all in one place. It's literally a giant bomb. So um, – uh, we got an abort the first time, which engineers looked at it. Um, we decided that it was it was nominal, uh, so we recycled and we went for a second attempt. The second attempt went off pretty well. About maybe 30 seconds in, one of our engines gave out, um, which wasn't highly unexpected, but um, still a surprise. We were able to climb to uh, Mach one. So we got up to supersonic speeds, and unfortunately, it just threw um, at that speed, not having that other engine, it just threw threw it completely off track, and then the rocket went in, into a bit of a a tumble. Um, there's videos of it; you can Google it. Um, our company's been very, very transparent with what's happened, um, and I, you know, it's just pretty exciting. So it kind of went into a stumble, a tumble, and um uh range control which is range control is the actual military base and they're the ones that sort of push the uh uh the flight termination Disrupt. yeah yes exactly so they once it once it veers off from a path cuz you have to stay in this path once it jumps out of that path they'll push that button and kill your and kill your vehicle yeah. um immediately they don't want to put uh-huh. anybody at risk so right, right. Um, well, we, I mean, I think that was pretty successful, even though even though you didn't get all the way up. It's still pretty we, successful we for a first launch, right? It and, was. Uh, it, I mean, one of the biggest things is 
is getting just data. And this thing is just jam-packed with sensors. So that's what you want is to launch this thing and just to capture as much data as possible. So from a data capture perspective, it's a huge success. Rudy, it didn't have any payload, did it? Rabbi, we, I think we can barely hear you. I don't know. I, I asked if you had payload on the ship. Can you hear him, Dr. Capes? Yeah, he was wanting to know if there's any payload on the ship this time. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know why you sound so far away. Maybe it's, He it's sounds my, uh... like he's in, a, he's in a bucket somewhere You're way, so way off. Far <laughs> away. My understanding was from, from watching is that you filled up the payload with Cheerios. Was that correct? Is that, <laughs> is that true? You, you we, had, we filled you had it up with tons of Cheerios. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, with hopes and dreams, maybe. But uh, oh, uh, well. we, so actually, one of the, we had, we, there was a gentleman who, who. Oh, that's so terrible. Couple, if he did, a, a gentleman. Oh, no, a gentleman. Uh, well, a payload. I mean. Gentleman. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not right. Uh, there was, so there was, there was a gentleman who had, now you're going to really feel bad about this one, Dr. Kids, but there was a gentleman who passed away. Um, maybe about six months ago, and he had been working on this rocket. He did a lot of the design, um, and one of, I guess, the family's last wishes was for him to be in that in that payload in the fairing. So we oh, had wow. uh, we had a gentleman's uh, ashes in there, alongside a bunch of school children's drawings hmm. and a couple test things. So that overall, was nice. there wasn't a lot of things there. That uh, was nice, Rudy. Uh, very, very lightweight, but still can't hear me. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was overall, like you said. I think from a from a first first launch ever perspective, it was a huge success. The fact that we didn't blow up out the gate and actually got into atmosphere was great. We unfortunately didn't reach stage two separation, which is where the I guess if you've ever seen a rocket launch, it's kind of where that first part detaches. And then sort of that second part of the rocket lights up and then continues into a lower Earth orbit. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I mean, we were kind of bummed out, but, man, I was yeah. super, super yeah. excited. No, but you well, were. congratulations and sympathy all at the same mm. time, right, is, is kind Thank of the you. way you feel about it. Yeah. You've told us a lot about it along, along the way, and I'm really excited that you've got you guys have, have reached that summit where you you are beginning to launch and you're going to be able to capture the data make the necessary corrections and then uh, and then move ahead hopefully to be ahead of blue horizon and ahead of spacex here before long yeah and, and, and the yeah, reason i so- say that is because i just bought a bunch of stock from you guys so uh wow just kidding i just did not I'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding that would be insider trading, and that would be wrong, and I would go to jail with Martha Stewart yep. at that point. So that would not be good. Hey, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy why don't, uh, yes. can you hear me well? I can, yeah. Okay, can you hear, Rabbi? Can you hear me speaking now? I, just I barely, he, just he, barely. Yeah, it, it, he, sounds like, he sounds like he's coming in through, like, your mic, Father Mario. So you're not hearing me oh. through my microphone. Correct. I can I can hear you in the like you're still in the room, but 
I can hear you, uh, right. Padre, okay. pretty well. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird thing, you know. Um, but anyway, sometimes yeah. this is the radio gods telling the rabbi that something to else, get his act together. Yeah. <clears throat> So, okay. overall, is this, great is this better, Rudy? This. A little uh, bit. Just a little bit. No. All right. Yeah. Maybe maybe try a different microphone. Yeah, at the break, I'm going to move. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. I, I, when we when we get started tonight, I mean, I know we spent a lot of time on that, but I wanted to hard folks to know how exciting kind of that is. I, I want to come back and talk a little bit about this protection, the Texas abortion law. That was yeah. it. It wasn't. I wouldn't say upheld by the uh, Supreme Court. It was decision, dodged. They didn't. They didn't block it. Um, it. It's known as the Heartbeat Act, and in a five to four vote, late Wednesday night, they uh, the, the measure went into effect, which basically uh, allows for an abortion to be only early, usually before six weeks of pregnancy. Once you can detect a heartbeat, that's why they call it the Heartbeat Act, then uh, then no abortion provider can can do that, as I understand it, in the state of Texas. So, anyway, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that and see what some faith groups are saying. Some are applauding it as the best thing ever. And, of course, as you understand, there are some who think it is a threat to religious freedom. So, uh, anyway, I want to discuss that. I think Father Mario might have an opinion about that. I'm not sure. I can't hear you either. No, I, oh, now, oh, I, now I am. Yeah, you might think that I do. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think given our past history, uh, you know that I will. But let's go on a break now. Right now, the, the, this is a good time. This is KNTH 1070, The Answer, and we'll be right back. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Ooh-wee, my feet are smiling. Is it possible to have smiling feet? Well, of course it is, especially if you've done what I've done, and that's get a pair of my slippers from Mike Lindell, you know, the man who created my pillow. Mike has taken over two years to develop my slippers, and you can wear them indoors and outdoors all day long, and it's made with a MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. Also, it's made with quality suede leather. And for a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want everybody in your family to have a pair. They'll all have what you have. Happy feet. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code KNTH. You'll also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, the My Pillow Mattress Topper, and My Pillow Towel Sets. Or call 800 874 6540 and use the promo code KNTH. Charlie Kirk believes we are seeing the decline of America. Right now, there are hundreds of people that run your country, run our military, run our government that are kind of like, what's the big deal if we lose? Who cares if it's humiliating? What's important is whether or not we get paid. What's important is whether or not my child goes to Harvard. I mean, we do that all the time. That's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years. And we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk Podcast, available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. Jay Sekulow and crew discusses the mess in Afghanistan. Most of my hardcore liberal friends, which I have plenty of, all 
had pretty much had enough after yesterday. They were all pretty upset with not only the imagery they're seeing outside of Af- in Afghanistan, uh, but also the lack of empathy, the lack of care that came from President Biden's speech yesterday. Secular live weeknights at eight, right after Larry Elder at six on AM 1070. The answer. You're an angel to me Johnny Angel How I love him How I tingle when he passes by Every time he says hello My heart begins to fly Johnny Angel How I want him He's got something that I can't resist But he doesn't even know that I exist I'm in heaven, I get carried away I dream of him and me And how it's gonna be All the fellas call me up for a date But I just sit and wait I'd rather concentrate on Johnny Angel Cause I love him And I pray that someday he'll love me And together we will see Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 1070 The Answer. Can you all hear me, David, Rudy? Uh, you still sound far away, Rabbi. I'm still not sounding okay? No. All right, then I, okay. Uh, Go ahead and move. Yeah, I'm going to have to. All right. He's going he's gonna to pick up his little body. We thought Jim had it cured, but apparently not. So <laughs> give me a second. Okay. We're having technical difficulties. Stuart is now walking across the room. Across the crowded room. That's better, Stuart. Well, that's because he's coming across my microphone. Ah, okay. Why don't you guys just share tonight? Let's see. Let's try this one. How about that? Much better. Okay. In, in fact, Stuart, you're too loud now. Would you hold it back, please? <laughs> well, hey, listen. let me tell hey, you. Yes. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about um, there are a number of religious leaders and faith leaders who are excited about the new Texas law that restricts abortion. Some are celebrating the passage, and others are saying, no, it violates their religious freedom to counsel and to aid people who want to have the procedure. So the U.S. Supreme Court declined on Wednesday evening to block legislation known as the Heartbeat Act. They voted 5-4 just hours after the measure went into effect. So the law is expected to draw other legal challenges. David, why, why, why would somebody say that the law... Uh, interferes with their counseling. 
Well, because they would like to counsel them to have an abortion. They think that would be the right thing. And according to the law... Yeah, there we go. This is where the law kind of gets uh, interesting. It, it, the law protects people who gets who get an abortion. They can't be sued, but it allows private citizens to uh, sue uh, abortion providers or anyone else who aids or abets abortion after six weeks. So un- until until there's a when there's a heartbeat after that, you can no longer provide an abortion. Yeah, intense. make a make a fast ten thousand bucks. Well, that's. I think that's what it, what it is. I think, and and what's interesting is that the people who sue don't have to have any connection to the abortion at all, or even live in the state of Texas. That's what boggles my mind a little bit. But they're they're entitled to about ten thousand dollars if they win the suit. So uh, people who sometimes are are insisting, I mean, Christian leaders and, and faith leaders who insist that uh, abortion, you know, be an option beyond six weeks, are counseling for them. They think it's the woman's right. They think it's unjust uh, after six weeks. Uh, or, 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 I'm sorry, they think it's unjust at, at any time during the pregnancy. Uh, they they are counseling, so therefore they are, in one sense, aid or abetting those who are getting the abortion. So they could be sued. Uh, they could be uh now, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think... Oh, if you're, I definitely if you're, will. Well, I think if you're a religious counselor and you're, you're counseling someone to be to have an abortion, you think it's best for them, you think that for whatever reason... Yeah, they'll sue you. You think it's the right thing. That I don't know that they will. Yeah, they will. They because, will. Okay. because they are... First of all, they're looking at a possible $10,000. That's nothing okay. to sneeze at. And second of all, there are enough radical... Uh, pro-lifers and anti-abortionists out there that why not why not file obviously so father mario what, what and, and considering all the about? lawyers out there i'm sure they'd be happy to do it too well, well in my <clears throat> i uh <clears throat> what um <laughs> let me think about it i need to respond to this because he my my opinion is the fact that the that the discussion in and of itself is um, hypocritical. <clears throat> now, please understand why I use the word hypocrisy. Um, the way we are discussing uh, it is not discussing the real issue. And I have always felt that, not just according to the, the Texas law, but according to the whole, um, to the whole issue. What I mean, the, the, word the word hypocrisy comes from uh, to the the joining of two words hypo and crisis uh, hypo of course is the opposite of hyper and hypo is beneath or underneath okay like that's why a hypodermic yeah, needle. you're just needling me yeah so, yes so a hypo is a, is is below crisis is an urgent moment of decision okay so a person who is a hypocrite is a person who is not willing to face the real issue, but is a person who is actually wanting to do something to get to obfuscate the real issue and deal with something that is not as critical. So, for example, you have a fight or your boss gets on your nerves 
And instead of dealing with the anger at your boss, you come home and kick the dog. Okay, that is a hypocrite uh, because they, they refuse to deal with the actual issue. Now, the actual issue is the, compar- the, the issue of is it a human being? That's the actual issue. Okay, if you're saying uh, uh, once you have that argument, is it a, an actual human being? Then you, if you say yes, then human dignity, where do you, at, at what point, if you say it's not a human being, you have to establish at one point, does it, does become, it become a human being? Because there is no point during a pregnancy that you can say, aha, you were not well, and now you are. Well, you can, it's just not going to be. And there's not a, there's no objective uh, criteria for that. Watch your speech. Let's be that's accurate. Right. That's right. No objective <laughs> criteria for that. Uh, and and people say, well, wait a minute. It's not a person. Then you get into the whole issue. Well, let's discuss what a person is. And when you get into what a person is, then you get into consciousness. You get into relatability. You get into all kinds of different issues. And then all kinds of other issues come to light, meaning what about a person who's in a coma? Uh, what about a person who's in a coma who's got, going what to wake up? What about someone who's elderly? Uh, yes, all Perfect of all health. Issues. But notice, the issue is never discussed. The issue is never discussed. What is happening now is that we're just talking about, regardless <clears throat> of whether it's a human being or not, and human dignity or not, do I have a right to kill it? That's hypocrisy. You're, ju- you're just talking about the right to kill a human being. There, there are other hypocrisies involved with this too. Yeah. So the, th- the hypocrisy that the doctors are fault, the uh, businesses are at fault, but the mother is not at fault. Yeah, she's, she's, she's just you know innocent and ignorant because she never reads anything at all that has anything to do with an abortion. So she's home free for her decision. Well, yeah. And ultimately, That's anyway, too. we need to go to a break. We'll continue talking this, and I'll continue giving you my wisdom after <laughs> after this break. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Oh, back taxes to the IRS? Think they're not collecting? Think again. The IRS may have slowed down sending liens and levy notices out because they're working from home, but the interest, penalties, and fines are stacking up, increasing the amount you owe by 30 to 50%. There will be a flood of new liens, garnishments, and levies when they fully open back up soon, so now is the best time to negotiate. Hi, I'm Diane Amacaro, founder of IRS Tax Fighters, and if you owe the IRS over $10,000, we may be able to settle your entire IRS tax debt for up to 85% off the original amount owed, including penalties and interest if you qualify. Call me now at 281-962-0070. I've helped hundreds of taxpayers resolve their tax issues with the IRS and I can help you too. Call 281-962-0070 for your free, no obligation consultation. This may be the best call you've ever made. That's 281-962-0070. 0070 or online at irstaxfighters.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different medical 
metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384, Hi, everybody. This is Donald Trump, your favorite president. At least I hope I'm your favorite president. Reminding you that I'll be at the Toyota Center in Houston with the great Bill O'Reilly for the history tour on Saturday, December 18th. And I think it will be hopefully unforgettable for you and unforgettable for me, too. I look forward to it. I'll see you on the 18th of December. So don't wait. Get your tickets at toyotacenter.com today. Bill O'Reilly and President Donald J. Trump ex- Exclusively on AM 1070, The Answer. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Labor Day is upon us, the end of the longest summer. And, of course, it's not over for the Americans held hostage in Afghanistan, but we will celebrate the end of the summer and American labor, as we always do, on the Monday that begins the real work, the end of summer, Labor Day, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. On AM 1070, The Answer. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Sam Malone at 7, on AM 1070 and FM 1033, The Answer. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much, I miss my wife. Lonely out in space On such a timeless flight And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Let me let me just make the final point on this. When you're talking, the the issue that I just brought up is the fact that the issue is, that the decision that you're trying to do is a hypocritical decision, because ultimately, if you say you're pro-choice, uh, my question is going to be, what choice are you pro, and what choice am I against? Well, the choice whether to kill whatever living, because it's a living being there to kill whatever living being is there. Is it human? And they don't want to answer that because the moment they answer that, if they say it is not human, they have to defend an impossible logic of the fact that there's no time at which they can declare it to be human or not. It's, and, it's and a continuum. They do. Well, but it's a continuum. You know, it's almost like the, the, the birth canal confers humanity. And if they try to do do it's, the person, it's, it's, it goes back to Genesis where God breathed air into yeah, the lungs, see, and but you see, you, you're using religion there. You can't do that. Well, but it's not religion that says that abortion is wrong. No, I would I would say yes, of course it says that. Right, but I'm saying which means that, if there are religions no, that don't say it's always wrong, no, but, but then this becomes a specific statement against no, their religious faith. No, but but my question, it, the the issue is. 
Are you murdering? Are you killing an innocent human? And is if the fetus is human, yes. it qualifies as murder. It qualifies as killing, depending no. on how, depending on what's going on. There are circumstances. Well, I know you're saying about the church okay, no, that no, will say no. okay. that there are times and circumstances where it it will happen as an abortion. But, it's yes, not the but original. no, you're getting into an, a separate issue. Now, the, the, this mic keeps going in in and out. Y'all don't. Y'all don't do be disagreeable now. No, but see what you're saying. <laughs> what you're saying is that the, the Catholic Church always says you may never intend right. the killing of an innocent human being, right. and th- that's that's called murder. When you go into an abortion, if you say the fetus is a human being, you are filling the definition of killing an innocent human being. Therefore, it is murder. Okay, so the the issue is, are you choosing your choices? Are you killing a human being or not? And if you say no, then what is it? Uh, a, a human what? And and when does it become human? Fish. In other words, the, it's the, a human fish. Oh God! Well, I mean, the whole the the problem. They're not pop, human. It's, a, uh, it's just a fish. Yeah, but the pop, the problem <clears throat> is that the whole argument is based on bogus reasoning. How's that? Father right. Mario. Yeah. So I was just reading that. Um, are you familiar with this? Um, uh, it's a. Uh, it's they they quote unquote, they consider themselves a, a quote unquote religious group. It's the Satanic Temple. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Where? So. So they 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 boast to have about three hundred thousand members. Ru- Rudy, where is in, this temple? This, so this particular one that's filing suit is in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, enough. <laughs> of course. That makes, yeah, I should have known. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so one thing that, uh, you know, so I started thinking about, you know, I read this article and it says that they, sh- um, so according to them, um, their members, they want to practice a religious freedom. So the, the abortion pills, uh, misoprostol, and mifepristone should be available through the Religious Freedom Restoration Restoration Act, which protects Native Americans' use of peyote oh. in religious rituals. So, but I, I still would tend to fall back on on Father Mario's <laughs> argument that it's not so much the use. You know, you you can call and use whatever drug you want. At the end of the day. You're killing a human being. So does does your choice supersede the right to life of a viable human being? Well, that's the, that, that's, that's the really problem. the question. That's that, and that's why I call it hypocrisy, because they are refusing to deal with the real issue. They're just saying, oh, it's a, it's my right. What your right to do what? Am I denying your right to kill a human being? Well, that's normal. I kill, I den- we deny the right to kill all human beings. And if you say no, we don't, yeah, well, we we I mean, circumstances to, no, create Jared, themselves no, like war, you're, you're where correct. you're killing. I'm sorry, you're correct. We are we but we always we beings. always go back to the innocent human being. Yeah, we right. we always reject the fact that you cannot kill an innocent human being because yes, and so th- therefore, if you if you reject the killing an innocent human being, what is the fetus? Is it a human being or not? 
And if it's not, what is it? And they're not willing to deal with that. It's a hypocrite. It's hypocrisy at its root. You're right. never going to. You're never going to be able to, to. Or it's taking the easy way out in well, terms no, of its uh, uh, argumentation. Hypocrisy is the refusing to deal with the real crisis, the real issue. There's a there's a, a Pew Research survey in 2021 that said that most Protestants who are white, 63 percent support abortion in most cases, should be legal in all or most cases. Black Protestants, it's 64% believe abortion should be legal in all or most cases. A slight majority of Catholics, 55%, say the same thing. But it is the white evangelicals primarily who oppose it. 77% 77% saying abortion should be illegal in all or most cases. Now, they're not necessarily dealing with restrictive cases like the life of a mother or... No, they're, just, uh, they're talking the, about know, the average reason for an abortion out there. Yeah, exactly. Which is what Mario so said earlier about post-act post uh, yes, birth control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so this, there's a rabbi, Dana, Dan, Dania Rutenberg... Stuart, you may know. I, well, you may know I know about her. of her. Yeah, she's she's with a group called Rabbis for Reproduction, mm-hmm. and basically she said, and she follows sort of what Stuart was saying: abortion is permitted in Judaism, full stop. Well, uh, that's, okay, the, that's, the, she's the, she's going a little further than what you would say. Right. These bills, she says, are based on a very specific Christian yep, conception. That's true. Of where life begins and does not conform to any sort of well, Jewish well, the que- but the question the question is take take religion out of it take yep. religion out of it Judaism or Christianity when does human life begin and tell me when does human life begin but the, but and the when- answer okay becomes a religious response no it yes, isn't it does when it, so wait a minute. You so can just you... as logically say that the entity becomes independent of mother at breath, okay. as you can say. Yes, it's a it's a it's a so, person. Yes, it's a so per- but it's not independent, an independent until it takes okay, its first so breath. Okay, so anyone. Always ways but the question you get into the point of: Are you saying that anyone who's dependent on breath is therefore not human? We're talking fetuses only. We're talking oh, the why? issue is why abortion. Are, why are you? Because that's the issue we're discussing oh, now. yeah, but you're... No, you're, you're throwing the other thing no, in to confuse the issue. No, I'm not confusing. We're talking only about I'm, the fetus in the womb. Yeah. When does it become viable? That no, was your question. No, I never said that. Yes, I, you no, did. No, I did not. You said... I said, when does it become human? Not viable. That's your No, word. I was answering viable. Yeah, viability human, is not an issue. You can say it becomes human at conception. At conception. So what? So what? That means you can't kill a human being. You can't if, kill a human if being. If the is issue it? is that the fetus is seen as attacking the mother okay, in okay, any number of this. ways besides We're, her yeah, physical I know, health. I know, I know. Those are the issues. Yeah, Those are the when issues. When does life you know, begin? Well, I'm sorry? When does what? life begin? In other words, I'm... You're when they attacking. grow up and they get out of law school. They get this... You're attacking my body. Anybody can say that. I'm attacking your body. So, okay, let's put that aside. You can't okay. when you... Because every argument you're going to say, well, let's just put that aside. we need to go to a break because Stuart has become Stuart. unreasonable. And we will be right back after the news. Yeah. On radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. 
Stockstill and Associates would like to remind everyone listening, if you or someone you know has had too much to drink, have a sober friend driver call a cab. Remember, it's not only your own life you may be saving this Labor Day weekend, but lives of others. So please, never drink and drive. Brought to you by everyone at Stockstill and Associates, located at 125 East St. Augustine Street in Deer Park. Visit online at stockstillandassociates.com. That's Stockstill and Associates wishing you and your family a safe and happy Labor Day weekend. And for Sip Laker reminds everyone the only thing more dangerous than taking your eyes off the road to text while driving is believing you're in control while doing so. Texting while driving just doesn't endanger your own lives, but lives of others as well. So please don't text and drive. The special safe driver reminder is brought to you by Lynn Baker and her staff at First Sip Laker, located 8740 Spencer Highway in LaPorte. Their number is 832-835-3173. Lynn Baker and her staff believe our area is a great place to live and work, and they're doing their best to help keep it that way. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to HoustonPassiveIncome.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's HoustonPassiveIncome.com. Carl Jackson explains what's going on in the country. People are sick and tired of being treated like babies by our politicians. People are sick and tired of these mass moralists. People are tired of being treated like they're little children. Sadly, common sense isn't prevailing. You got people worried about this when you got the world on fire. The Larry Elder Show with guest hosts Carl Jackson. Afternoons at 6, right before Jay Sekulow at 8 on AM 1070. The answer. Welcome back to a show of faith. And before we get back to our conversation, okay, to our listeners, let me just do this real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've right. got no, to we've do got this. We've got to do this. Yes. Circumstances change, things come up, and you got to roll with the punches. My point is, is that if there's anybody out there who has a business, organization, somebody who would like to advertise on our radio show, then we are asking you to please. Consider advertising our on our radio show, and you need to call, uh, where do you go? Brian Rundle, rhymes with bundle, Brian Rundle, 713-870-4830. 713-870-4830. And so, we really need it. Yeah, we really need you to... We really strongly consider it. advertising explicitly on our radio show. The fate of the show hangs on it. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that sir. That sounds kind of serious. Oh, it, yeah, it is. is serious. It is very serious. So, so the fate of the show hangs on it. So even if you want to advertise the fact that you're pretty, you know. <laughs> I feel pretty. That's yeah, right. Oh, so and, pretty. And, and the, I understand that the rate is not very high. No, it's really, it's, it's really reasonable. very, very reasonable. reasonable. So if you want to advertise your looks or you'd like to advertise for a date, 
No, no, no. We, we'd like corporations and companies and organizations, you know, who would be considered. Just kidding. Yeah, who would be willing to uh, advertise on a show of faith. Yeah, you was just kidding. Brian yeah, Rundle, 713-870-4830. Mario, go ahead. You're going to. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, ultimately, we have three callers. But folks, Stuart and I, two callers, Stuart and I were talking oh, about this. Same and thing. Every, every time we get time. into this abortion oh. thing, it gets to the same issue, and there's never any resolution. Wrong. So, Rungy. I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. Okay. I, sorry, Brian. <laughs> Ouch. Did sorry, Brian. Rungy. Stuart, shame on you. <laughs> Thanks, David. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I can say that because I'm I'm away from the station tonight. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, Why so, look, look, this is this is the Texas law as of now, mm-hmm. and it is probably not going to be. Uh, it's not going to go without challenges, and it will be challenged by a number of people. Ultimately, it will probably end up back in the Supreme Court. And so we're, you know, it's interesting to see where this is all leading. Uh, this is very important from the standpoint of faith the standpoint of what it means to be human, whether you're looking at it scientifically, does this does this uh, one have all the DNA that is associated with um, well, humanity and just needs to grow and such into, into David, a being, a recognized, uh, you, you know, uh, a human person that we would all you know, recognize? Or, or what is this? I mean, so it, it's an important uh, issue. This this particular rabbi, uh, Daniel, Daniel Ruttenberg, said, as a Jew, it's like the moment, talking about this, this Texas law, it's like the moment that the Romans breached the walls of Jerusalem. Oh, brother. <laughs> I felt the same way, Stuart. <laughs> I mean, you know, in AD where. Where is ration and reason when high—why bother using rational and reasonable arguments, which do exist, when you can use emotional hyperbole. and, and, and hy, hyper, hy, hyperbole. hyperbole? Is that the word? Hyperbole. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hyperbole. Hi, that's what I was going to say, but I knew I'd get corrected. Hi, hi, <laughs> hyperbole. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can tell you right now that from the Catholic point of view, this is a show of faith. I'm representing the Catholic Church. I'm telling you. Yeah, we, we forgive you for it. Anyway. Uh, thank you. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. Um, I'm telling you, the Catholic Church stands squarely in the fact that human life must be protected and can never be intentionally killed as an innocent human life. And if, it, if you consider it innocent, I would agree. Yes. And the majority of abortions taking place in this country are not necessarily... 99.9%. Right, exactly. So let's exclude the but other part. in order to be able for the one percent, laws like these are terrible. Yeah. And they're they're basically they're political. They're playing to an audience. Yeah. It's it's ugh, whatever. All right. Now we haven't heard from Rudy on this. But, oh no, no, before what? before we go to Rudy, I just want to tell everybody, guess who told me that it's Brian Rungi? It right. was Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Hi Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> Listen, Sharon, let me tell you something. I know you're listening. Sharon's our former producer, and she's in Dallas right now. Sharon, I'm sitting here, and you know where I sit, right across from you, from you, where you used to sit. And I'm looking at Jim. (laughs) Jim is not uh, as pretty as you were, and Jim does not have 
the beautiful teeth that you did. No, and his smile gets hidden by his wonderful mustache. He's got a huge mustache. And as I said last last week, you know, yes, I don't look as good as Sharon, nor can I give you Sharon quality in broadcast. We miss you, Sarah, and even yeah, we even Jim you. Jim misses you. Wish you well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One of my chopped liver. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jim, but we like chopped liver, so we like you too. Jim, I know we don't give you much to work with, but thank you no. for working with us yes. nonetheless. Yes, amen. Hey, I'm let, the only fish from, in the barrel. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear from from Rudy on this as the only millennial around. I so look the the law is a sort of a circumvent to the federal ruling mm-hmm. uh, of Roe v. Wade, right? So uh, I do appreciate the fact that states have the ability to bypass. I mean, to, and I'm not trying to compare, but it's the same way California gets away with having legal marijuana, right? It's just there's certain nuances within the law. Um, at, at the end of the day, if somebody wants to get an abortion, they can drive and go get one. So nobody's saying that that people aren't going to be. So that one percent, Rabbi, uh, uh, you know, of, of people that it, it really is. Well, first of all, when it's something parasitic that's that's actually even killing the mother, it's not even considered an abortion. It's 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 a different medical term altogether. I mean, this is this is the the willful. The willful termination uh, of a pregnancy—it's—it's—it's it's, it's much different. So, to me, look, the way that we're going about it—I mean, people are, are condoning it as a sort of whistleblower uh, type initiative, where common folk can call in, and any citizen can call in, or anybody, and and sort of quote unquote rat out the abortion clinic or the person. Um, I don't know. I think that measure sets a dangerous precedence for our society where we need to actually maybe focus more on bringing to light a lot of the great projects that are out there, like uh, Project Gabriel, for example, that uh, Catholic Charities runs, which is for, for battered women and for, and pregnant, for, right. for pregnant girls and for pregnant women that, that, yeah. that need help. So, I, I, unfortunately, I think we get too much into the nuances of, of, oh, it's women. But it's like there's so much help out there, you know, that you don't no. have to. But, but to even the, wait, wait. But, Rudy, even the help out there needs help. They can't, yes. they, they, they can't exist without donations and support from the general community. And, but, and we, yeah. give it to, we give it to them. The Catholic Church does, yes. but they don't do a whole lot of advertising outside, do they? Oh, no. Well, go ahead. Rudy. It's money being spent. Well, it's I mean, it's it's again, it's like every dollar that they have to spend on on advertising is is a dollar that's not going to help a child or a mother. No, no. So, but there are other ways. Know, there are other ways. Oh, I don't know. Like mm, a show of faith where we can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. So I, I, that that's what I'm sort of I, I think a lot of this. A lot of people, you know, they've been calling the hotlines and flooding them with state calls, you know, because liberals everywhere are losing their mind and women's rights and this and that. And 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 frankly, I mean, I, I like the end goal. I just don't like how we're getting there and the precedence it's setting for our society, because I think it's just going to garner. And runs around the 
Yeah, and it's yeah. just going to kind of create more division within people. So, by the way, I mean, at the end of the day, b- yeah. b- before we go to a break, uh, this is from Jeff on our email. Uh, Reverend Capes, I asked about the Supreme Court ruling regarding the recent Texas law escalating the matter to the longstanding debate about morality of abortion in general. Is interesting though it might be, seems to me beside the point. Why is that beside the point? I thought that's the whole. The, because the issue should be is uh, the question. See, is you get the into the, is the law moral? If the law is immoral, then you can't. You shouldn't obey it. If the law is supposed to reflect the morality, it's supposed to be for the human good, for the common good. If it isn't a common good. But according good, to the statistics David gave us, it's not reflecting the morality of the majority of the people whose law, well, whose I, laws are supposed to be no, reflecting no, that. No, no, no. That's because, one thing. No, Second me, of no, all. Because you know that the majority of the people can be dead wrong. Yes. No question of that. Especially when it comes to this issue, by the yeah, way. That's right. Right. Of, of Or even anti-Semitism. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Life and... That's right. And, right. Uh, so... Uh, this is... Uh, I mean, it's interesting that the, all this has sort of been drudged up again uh, and again. Yep. And, every time. And I, and I say drudged. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just I mean that this has been a debate that's been around my whole adult, adult life. Yeah. Right? And, and it, it's... I think we are further down the road than we were 20 years ago. We're not a whole lot further down the road. No, we're not. And it's not going to go away. Well, no, wait a minute. Yeah. I think there have been a plenty of good inroads on the number of peop- a number of abortions taking place. It used to be like over one and a half million a year. And I think that number's dropped. So I think it people, I think people well, are... That, it has. A, a, a part of the challenge is this. A 13% of this country are African-Americans. About 35% of the abortions are among African-Americans. Yes, Margaret Sanger should be laughing. So this is a... And you know who uh, originally funded the research for the pill? Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Well. Planned Parenthood and Bill so, Gates' father. Yeah, because senior. remember, Margaret Sanger began... Was a youth... You, was. You, What's it called? Eugenics. eugenics. I couldn't think of the word. Was eugenics. trying to get, make sure that uh, blacks African, and Jews blacks were not Jews, numerous. That's, that's right. correct. Well, so. I mean, it's clear, regardless of what Margaret Sanger wanted to, to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, that abortion disproportionately affects African American communities yes. and churches yes. yeah, and communities. We probably would have about twenty million more. African-Americans in this country right now. Okay, David, I've got to stop you. I've got to stop you because we are 10 seconds from a hard break. This is KNTH. You are listening to the Show of Faith here on 1070 KNTH, The Answer, and we will be right back after the news. KNTH and K277EFM, Houston, AM1070TheAnswer.com. SALM on the NASDAQ, a service of Salem Media Group, AM1070 and FM1033, The Answer.
on radio.com. This is AM 1070, The Answer. We all want to change the world. Tell me that it's evolution. Well, you know, we all want to change the world. Oh, you're no fun. I like it when he says, but if you're talking about destruction, count me out. And one of them, I think it's Paul goes, count me in or something like that. He goes in. Oh, well. Who says that? I think it's Paul McCartney. It could be John Lennon, but it says, if you're talking about destruction, count me out, and then you hear, in. No. Yes, listen to the full song. It's against my religion. To listen to the Beatles? It's backward masking is what it is. (laughs) Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you have to listen to it backwards. It's the devil inside the record. Those records are are evil. Devil, devil, devil. Welcome. And this is, what is the show of faith? Is that right? Yes, Welcome back to a show of faith. We're minister, priest, millennial, and rabbi discuss events in the news with each other and with you. So call in with your questions. Call in with your comments. You can agree with us. You can even disagree with us. But we ask you to agree to disagree and don't become disagreeable. 713-339-1070. 713-339-1070. Come on. You know you want to pick up the phone and dial. After 830, we'll talk about whatever you'd like. Until then, please keep on to- our topics, which apparently so far has only been one. Uh, you can email us while we're on the uh, air at a show of faith, a show of faith at hotmail.com. Priest is Father Mario Arroyo, pastor of St. Cyril of Alexandria in the 10,000 block of Westheimer. I am sufficiently happy to be here. <laughs> David Capes is our reverend. He is the senior research fellow at Lanier Theological Library. Rudy Kong is our millennial. He's the master's, in the master's degree in theology at the University of St. Thomas and a systems engineer for the space program. I'm Rabbi Stuart Federo of Congregation Char Shalom in Clear Lake Area of Houston, Texas. Jim is our screener of your phone calls. Jennifer, I'm sorry, Jim is our executive, our producer engineer. Thank you. You blew it. That's what right. I said. Thank you. you. Right. <laughs> Let it go. It, it's force of habit. It just rolls off my tongue. Jim He's is our producer engineer. Grave. Yeah, thank you. And Jennifer is our screener of your phone calls and also our executive producer. And together, Jim and Jennifer make us sound fantastic. Yay! Yay. So, let's immediately go to uh, Bill's call. Number three. Bill, Good evening. Yes, welcome to a show of faith. You're on AM 7 The Answer. It's it's like... Fresh stuff rather than something that's like two years old. You go through Yahoo News and gosh, this is three years old. I read that one years ago when they get something fresh. This is really appropriate. And I did uh, read that thing about the Satanic Church up there in um, Salem, Massachusetts, mm. with all the pill and religious freedom. But this thing even hits closer to home because when my late wife, I was forty-one when I had my ch- my son, and my mom wanted to have it, it aborted. And this, and I'm thinking, well. First, my late wife, you know, she passed away uh, five years after we got married. And uh, little did my mom know that after in that time that she and my dad would be helping me raise that child because of what had happened. And so all this time, I'm not hearing anything about the father of this child. Lita, you see these shows sometimes, you are the father, you are not the father. What about the father's rights? 
Okay, he, he says, I want her to carry this kid. I will take this child, period. She can sign the rights away if she wants to, but I want this child. Now, where is the father's rights during any of this time? Yeah, it's a, great, it's a great question. It's an important question. Yeah. I think because women carry the children, we have given them the pride of place, and they go through all of that. Um, at the same time, though, the fathers, it seems like to me, do have certain rights to 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 the life and and the future. You know, when that child is lost, whether through abortion or some other, then that future changes dramatically. And, I also uh, was re- yeah, sorry. I also was yeah, reading about that six six weeks old. They usually at six weeks they don't even know that if they're pregnant or not, unless they have a one of those home pregnancies no, or something no, that, like yeah, this. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah so that's true. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's and also another thing I want to so I want to hit on, even though it's not with this thing. My grandfather, my dad's dad, this doctor went in. He had lung cancer. He was like. 86 pounds when he died, about five, six, five, seven, And the guy said, when you were talking about Margaret Sanger and eugenics and, you know, the thing with abortion and stuff, uh, the doctor said, uh, he'll be okay now. 30 minutes later, he was dead. So there was obviously it assisted or put him out of misery and decided who lives and who dies and what this whole thing comes down to totally, you know. So it was very close to me because... Like I said, my son is the only one that's going to carry the family name on to the next generation. Hmm. So this is now really is something. For me. Now. How old is He's 31, 31 years old. 31. Okay. And you I'm 72. Well, you I'm widowed. and Yeah, yeah I'm widowed. And uh, when I, uh, after my you know, wife passed, it was, like I said, the, it was the toughest thing I've ever been through in my life. I've been to Vietnam and stuff, and it was such an internal stress. I, I would be saying something i forget what i said what i was going to say i go with like a state of suspended animation i'm just like there and i don't even it's totally it inter, like i said an internal stress and i met some gals along the way but the, in the beginning my son said i want to have a brother and sister i said mike i'm 45 come on you know i'm not gonna you know, i'm getting close to 50 i'm not gonna have enough uh she says she's gonna have twins you already got a, then he goes to the church do you have a husband to the Sunday school teacher? She says, I do have a husband. Thank God for that. I'm having lunch with him at Bell Register School. Asked this lady, Jimmy, do you have a husband? I said, gosh, why are you trying to set me up? You know, and the thing was, the gals were not interested in him. They were more interested in me. So I said, either we're a package deal, and a lot of people need to do this. If they have a situation, divorce or remarriage or widowed, they need to know that they are a package deal. If you take one of us, you're going to have to get both of us. You don't want either one, then forget it. You might yep. as well take a hike. Yep. All right. Yep. Great wisdom. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. I thank you. Great show as always, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Daniel, welcome to a... No, wait. Yes, Daniel, welcome to a show of faith. You're on AM 1070, The Answer. Gentlemen, gentlemen uh, and, of course, Rudy, too. Uh, can you hear me? Oh. You're, you're <laughs> kind of breaking up a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, I, I do believe Rudy is a gentleman. Well, Bill stole my stole my question. What about the rights of the father? Uh, I am currently sixty years old. I have no children of my own. Uh, unfortunately, unlike unlike Bill, even though uh, his circumstances were, you know, pretty trying for him, if I had had the opportunity, uh, I would have taken sole custody of any children. Uh, 
thankfully, or however you want to say it, there has never been that opportunity. The one thing that I wanted out of life whenever I was high school years was to have children. Uh, my daughter was going to be named Brandy Elise. I picked out her name whenever I think I was in 10th grade. And even if I had to have 10 girls until I got one that I could name Brandy Elise, she was going to be named that. Uh, <laughs> I have I have no, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, physically made up to have my own children. If I could, believe me, I would gladly go through nine months of pregnancy and everything else. But without someone who is willing, and I did, I will say this, I did have a couple of girlfriends over the years that had uh, had the operation, and they both, uh, two of them, actually said, you know, that can be reversed. Now, we weren't far enough along that, that uh, I felt that was a good idea. You know, in other words, we weren't at the altar at that point, but if it had become to that, yeah, that would have been a, a path, but I feel like the women who are having the abortions, uh, there's a lot of them that, that don't even think about the father's feelings and the father's thoughts and whether the father wants to be a father, uh, whether well, our, that might be his one desire. Our, our society and the laws tend to shut them out. That, Rabbi, that is but there's also, there's also double standards that exist because oh, yeah. as a father, if the woman wants to have the child, you're legally obligated right. to provide child support. Yes, you cannot say, now, I don't want to be a father and you're no longer obligated. When, when, so when the and, and you know some argument could be made as to sort of the bearing of of the child in the womb and all that, but at the end of the day, when this woman is is having an abortion and there's tons and tons of fathers or would be fathers that come out and say this, but they would have been more than happy, uh, I guess, just like Daniel said right now, to take care of this child, and and would have considered it quite a blessing. So. Would the woman then been forced to to also pay child support? So we really do have quite a do uh, uh, a double standard when it comes to this. I mean, not only do we not value the intrinsic uh, life that that's growing inside uh, this woman, but then again, we turn around and discredit the fathers completely from from their rights. So it's it's. And- Rudy, if I could, um, one of my girlfriends that, that had a child already, that uh, I, I told her that if if things work out and we do get married uh, eventually, uh, granted her, her child's father was kind of a deadbeat dad, uh, but uh, now, her child at that, that point in time was already 13 years old. But I, I told uh, the the gal I was going with, I said, if we do get, you know, if we stay together long enough and, and work towards marriage, if uh, your daughter agrees to it, and, you know, it would be her choice in the end, but would you be all right for me to adopt her? Because... I knew her dad, and and chances are, you know, it could have been like I said, she was thirteen, so it could have been that it it might have been a mute point, just depending on how long it took for us to get to that. But I was totally 
you know, I, I wanted, even though I wanted a child of my own, her daughter, I loved her as much as I would have loved my own child. And uh, and I wanted to, to fully adopt her if we, we had gotten married. And, uh, you know, whereas I'm not a, uh, against adoption per se, I know there's a lot of children out there that need good homes to go to. Uh, at the same time, yeah. you still want, like, like Bill said, you want that one person to carry on your name. You know, one of the things that Christianity, I think Judaism would say as well, is that is is that the best option for every child is to be raised in a family with a husband and a wife, a mother and a father who are together. And, um, you know, I think that's a standard that seems to many old-fashioned. We can have children outside of wedlock. It doesn't matter. We can have this many babies or that many babies. But I think I think that there is something to be said for traditional family unit uh, of a of a father and a mother who are who are loving each other for life and having uh, children who are for life partners and who can trust and be a part of that family forever you know, until their parents are called home. So uh, it, it seems to me that, that that is a standard that is not old-fashioned, that is not used up yesterday's news. It is something we still should strive for, and should we should encourage others to strive for it as well. Dr. Capes, it has unsurmountable effects on the individual and the children from increased jail time, learning, uh, capabilities, higher IQs. I mean, growing up within a family nucleus is a fundamental, I mean, literally, and this is religion aside, there's been tons of of, of studies to this. Children, yeah, for the most exactly. part, that grow up with a family nucleus that consists of a mother and a father in an environment that's relatively free and abuse tend to have higher IQs, stay out of jail, um, achieve higher um, educational uh, right. uh, goals. And economic, too. Uh, and economic. I mean, Daniel, before we go to a break, because that's <laughs> like in half a minute, uh, you were talking about, you know, if, if if you could, you would have a child. You know, there's yes, a, there's a I, this is stereotyping, but I can't help myself. But they say that if men were the ones in the family to have to go through the pain of childbirth, that all families would stop at one. Men, okay. men don't have the toleration Dan, for pain. That Daniel, do. thank you very much for your call. we got to go to a break. This is KMTH 1070, and we'll be right back. Get the best sleep of your life. You didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great which means an even better night's sleep for somebody like me, which is crucial for the schedule that I have. Got to have a good night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. 
Mike Skiza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Now it's time for the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. It's only $49.99 for the most comfortable sleep you've ever had. Call 800-874-6540 and use the promo code KNTH or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code KNTH. Hi, everybody. This is Donald Trump, your favorite president. At least I hope I'm your favorite president. Reminding you that I'll be at the Toyota Center in Houston with the great Bill O'Reilly for the history tour on Saturday, December 18th. And I think it will be hopefully unforgettable for you and unforgettable for me, too. I look forward to it. I'll see you on the 18th of December. So don't wait. Get your tickets at toyotacenter.com today. Bill O'Reilly and President Donald J. Trump exclusively on AM 1070 The Answer. As summer changes to fall, it's time for the new afternoon fall lineup on AM 1070, The Answer. The Charlie Kirk Show will now be on for two hours at 1 p.m. weekdays, right before Dr. Sebastian Gorka at 3 p.m. On your way home, it's the Larry Elder Show with Carl Jackson at 5 p.m. Where's Dennis Prager? Yeah, he's still here. Listen for all three hours of the Dennis Prager Show, weeknights at 10 p.m. on AM 1070 and FM 1033, The Answer. Crystal Blue Persuasion. This makes no sense. Crystal Blue Persuasion. Would you rather it be Crystal Meth Persuasion? Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> Some drug reference there. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> the sun is Most definitely. Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 1070 Answer. So, Debbie, welcome to a show of faith. You are on AM 1070 Answer. Hello, everyone. Hi. I, I love your show. Thank you. I, just, I burst out laughing out loud, and my husband and son are, I don't know, watching TV, or they're on their computers, and I'm listening happily. I just love your show. I've only been listening for a few months because I've just discovered you last winter, I think. And I hope you have a long run on the radio. Please, advertisers, step forward. Thank you. Yes, yes. If you're (laughs) if you have a business organization want to and want to uh, advertise on our show, please call call Brian Rungi. Debbie, can I can I ask you a question? How how did you how did you stumble upon the show? Well, I. On the weekends, I get real aggravated. I am a, a talk radio junkie. My radio uh-huh. goes on when I wake up, and it doesn't matter if I wake up at 2 a.m. or 6 a.m. My radio goes on. Um, it's on the sleep timer when I go to bed at night, so I'm still listening. Um, if I wake up in the night, I'll turn it on and try to go back to sleep to it. But then all day long, I'm listening to talk radio. And I got aggravated on the weekends last winter because I don't really want to listen to money talk and uh, real estate purchasing and those sorts of programs or sports. 
so I started roaming the dial, and I discovered you all, and I have just so enjoyed wow. your program. I love it. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Well, Thank you, I baby. appreciate Thank you. it. You know, tell everybody you know. <laughs> well, I, I'm not quite a hermit, but I don't get out a whole lot. So there aren't a lot of people in my circle. Thanks to but COVID, anyway. we've all been about the same as well. We haven't gotten out mm-hmm. much. Yes, and and that leads me to my topic, um, because I'm going to tie three things in. The Heartbeat Act of Texas, mm-hmm. the Biden administration reaction to it, and the COVID vaccine passports. How about that? So wow. anyway... President Biden's, I hate using the word president. Can I just call him Joe? Yes. His reaction. Sleepy, sleepy Joe. Yeah, well, um, absent Joe. Um, his reaction to the Heartbeat Act was that Texas should not be putting its citizens in the position of being able to sue doctors and, I guess, counselors, Planned Parenthood, those oh, you can sue the taxi cab driver who brought the woman to the, <laughs> to the yeah. clinic. Yeah. Well, his reaction is we citizens should not be able to sue any of those people. Now, his reaction to the COVID vaccine passport was the government can't do anything about it, but businesses and corporations can certainly step forward and require the passport. So is this hypocritical? That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> I, I, I just... Based upon Father Mario's definition of hypocritical, I think probably so. <laughs> yes. Okay, that was it. And thank you for being there. I just love your show. Well, thank you. I can't let you go without telling you a joke. Okay. Yes, great. How wonderful. Scientists have discovered another deadly virus, and they're calling it they're calling it the peekaboo virus. Oh, the peekaboo virus. The peekaboo virus. When the doctor finds out that you have it, they send it straight. Send you straight to the ICU. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> peekaboo. Peekaboo. ICU. <laughs> Great. Well, what do you want? Great. It was for free, okay? Yeah. You got it free. Yeah, you're all. You're, yours are all cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Keep coming with the jokes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, hey, wait, wait. Don't don't encourage him. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're lovely. Thanks. They're wonderful. <laughs> Good, clean, Thank you, fun. Debbie. Yes, sure. Debbie, yes. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Thanks yes. for listening, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You know, it's great to hear from, from new listeners. We've had people listen for years, and it's great to hear from people that just sort of happen on the show. And uh, people, uh, you know, in their cars listening on the freeways of Houston, just trying to find something to listen to that they haven't already heard, for one thing. 
and then, uh, you know, looking for something new. So we're really grateful for people like Debbie and for their friends as well. Hey, when we come back, I mean, I know we got to go to break here pretty soon, but I want to talk a little bit, if we, if we have time, about uh, what's happening in California with the California recall, potential recall, September 14th, of whether to recall, uh, you know, the governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, and our uh, co-host here on Salem, Larry Elder, right, who probably has the best chance that would be of so unseating cool. him along the way, which would be very, very interesting and cool. Oh, for a lot of reasons. But, but one of the things that I want to talk about is the fact that Larry Elder is going to a lot of the mega churches of um, of California, like Destiny Christian Church in Sacramento, to talk about the role of the church and the importance of, of that, and um, you know, in the in the future of California, because a lot of people have, have sort of in the church in California have written off the church as being irrelevant mm-hmm. or unhelpful, and the same thing would be true, Steward of. of, of Mosque and, and every and religious group. As well. California yeah, yeah. is so secular. Yeah, yeah. Got so, it. anyway, I wanted, would would love to talk a little bit about that. And uh, you know, you know, Larry Elder was actually uh, he, uh, he 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 did warm up for our show one night. Remember, uh, not long ago, he was the warm up for our show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people they broadcast his show, show before ours. One hour, yeah. one hour of it. Yes, that's true. Okay, it was we, our warm up act. We've got to go to a break, but before we go to a break, did you hear that Finland closed all of its borders? Finland closed all of its borders. No one can cross the finish line. Uh. <laughs> okay, this is ten seventy KNTH. The answer. We'll be right back. I thought you were serious. <laughs> AM 1070, The Answer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedHouston.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedHouston.com. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. 
That's 800-708-3091. Hugh Hewitt says we'll see it get even worse in Afghanistan. 170 were killed, 200 wounded. They were just ordinary Afghani, Afghan people trying to get to the airport, trying to sell their last book, their last set of clothes to get Afghani dollars. It's going to get worse, a lot, a lot worse. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Sam Malone at 7 on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Celia, you're breaking my heart. You're taking my confidence daily. Oh, Cecilia. I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you, please, to come home. Come, come on. You're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. What's the Come on home. Come on home. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. To a show of faith on AM1070 Answer. Yeah, you know, this last week I, I went to the therapist. I know I, it's a joke, but no comment. I went to the therapist because I was having thoughts of suicide. God forbid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he's making me pay in advance from now on. <laughs> Padre, I got something serious. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Oh, that was a good one, but horrible. <laughs> we have an um, email from Frogfinder, oh. and he and he says this, how many of our mothers, parents, could have used the top three reasons given by women to have aborted us? And the reasons, number one, 25% of women say they don't feel old, mature enough to raise this child. say they're not ready for another child, and 19% say they can't afford a baby right now. So he also mentions very famous people that were almost aborted, including JP2, Steve Jobs, Cher, Oprah, Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Tebow, Celine Dion. And he says he also doesn't think the Texas band was well thought out. So... Thank you, Frog Finder, for the information. I just wanted to give a yeah. shout out to our longtime listener. Yeah, thanks, Frog Finder. Always good to hear from Frog Finder for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think I think there'll be a lot uh, there'll be a lot fewer of us around um, than there are now. And you know, one of the big concerns between East and West is the fact that, particularly in Europe, in Canada, and in much of North America, the rest of North America, um, the birth rates are so low that we're not going to be able to take care of the next generation financially, that people are adopting or choosing to have zero children, or maybe one, and maybe two. And even at two, we don't necessarily reproduce our own numbers. I think it has to be something like 2.1 or 2.2, something like that. 2.2, yes. 2.2 to keep the same number of people. And uh, given the way our economic system is at work, the the Social Security 
depends upon the younger workers to take care of those of us who one day, none of us in this room or none of us on this call are uh, yet on Social Security, but we will be. I'm we're going to need that. I'm on it. You're on it already? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm on it. Oh, yeah. You're on it too? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I get my Social Security check every month. Medicare? I get mine yeah, too. It's so. about $300. Yeah. Total. No, mine's a little more. Wow. Yeah, yours is probably a lot more. <laughs> well, the point is, the yes. point is, the point is, Half the birth of rates are so on low. this call aren't. Yes. I was I was reading a book of one of my former students, and I, I'll say something about that later on. But he now he's African American guy, grew up in California, now lives in Zambia, and uh, runs a school in Zambia. But he has nine children, you know. And I just thought how joyous that must be at Christmas time, right? And how fun that must be. I know that's an incredible amount of of, of responsibility to have nine children. But, uh, you know, how joyous it is to think about all those kids and, be, you know, being well, being at home and growing up together and having brothers and sisters. At any rate, I just think that's that's incredible joy right there. Um, Dr. King. You are, yeah. Well, you were you were also introducing um, the California. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. OK. With yeah, Larry yeah. Adler. Yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry Elder, who is a co-host on, uh, or is a host on a very popular show during the week um, called the Larry Elder Show on Salem, is is up is is running for of the recall of the governor. Now, on on September fourteenth, the state's residents in California are going to vote on whether to recall Newsom. There's going to be two votes, I guess. One, do you recall him? Do you not recall him? And secondly, who do you want in his place? And according to most polls, I think Larry Elder is at the top of that. He's a conservative. He's he's a he's a he's vowed to repeal the mask and the vaccine mandates for states. Um, and he has, um, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen. In fact, according to a, a new poll, they found that. That Elder is clearly winning among Republicans, but even with that, the majority of people in California uh, who are likely voters, 58 percent, said they were going to vote no on removing the governor from office. So, Rudy, since you've lived in California and since you know folks out there, um, I have spent a lot of time in California, but I've not spent the kind of time you have. What are, your, what are your thoughts about what's going to happen to that? I'm, I'm really interested. I think the states, look, there's a lot of people that are very conservative in California. You just don't, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't hear about it. I mean, California is, quote, unquote, a sanctuary state. Their voting laws are pretty lax. Um, so, unfortunately, in my opinion, this is something that the Democrats have used to entice a lot of immigrants to vote favorably on a lot of um, their uh, whatever laws they're trying to pass or or not pass or whatever candidate they think is best. Um, I think for the most part, you kind of the same thing we we see here, right? So the big metropolises like uh, San Francisco, 
um, San Diego and L.A., you, you see a lot of uh, blue-leaning individuals. I mean, there's huge poverty rates there. But for the most part, you go into the inner part of the state uh, where there's a lot of farmers, there's a lot of sort of more salt-of-the-earth people, I would say. I mean, these, these people lean conservative. They, they feel um, sort of the effects bad management has had on their state, and they are not happy. I mean, this is why even this call was even come to, to has even come to fruition to begin with. Is the, the amount of people that Newsom has literally ticked off is just unreal. I mean, they're also, quote, the hypocrisy, him closing down restaurants, but he would have private event with his elite groups uh, all the time. I mean, he owns wineries, so he would keep his own restaurants open um, and, and still cater to people. So it's just, it's just a sort of a gross, a gross appropriation of power from a lot of the people that I've spoken to. Um, but I don't know if it's still going to be enough. I mean, he still is favorably backed by a lot of Hollywood. There's a lot of very rich and powerful people that, that find him uh, quite useful. You know, you have big organizations like Netflix and Disney that, that contribute directly to his campaign. You have some Hollywood people that have come out, like uh, Clint Eastwood very recently came out in favor of Larry Edler. So hopefully there will be enough cadence to reverse this, but I... I don't know, Doctor Caves. It's it's going to be it's going to be a close race for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be really, uh, it would be really cool if you won, though. Stuart, you would, live in oh, California. You yeah. know California uh, better. I lived there for two years. Uh, yeah. So, and it, I know it's been a long time. But uh, your thoughts on what's happening there, David? People forget that it's California who put Reagan in office. Reagan began as governor of the state, right? So right. there is an element in California, truly, okay, maybe not the majority, but certainly a silent percentage, okay, that remain conservative. Hmm. So I surely these people are not so liberal and so leftist that they are blind to what's going on in their state. They have to understand that some of these problems come from these from their their uh, platform. They're they're leftist liberal, right? Right. Can't can't uh, you know start the fire in the forest to burn the brush? You have to let it be natural. So you wind up with uh -huh. forest fires that won't go out. Okay. You can't get angry at Texas for having basically all the power we need, where we sell it to California, and then they get mad at us for not giving it to them. Because they prefer the nail, I'm sorry, because they prefer the snail darter, the little bitty fish, remember that? Over making, right. over making dams and uh, uh, electric, uh, you know, electric manufacturing plants, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever they're called. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. They, so they got to be, plants. So. There is a group in California who never left California and who remain the people who put Reagan in office originally. And I hope to God they come out for uh, Larry Elder. Larry Elder. Well, it's been interesting because Larry Elder has been branded by his opponents as the white supremacy candidate, right? Even though he himself is African American. Um, well, because he's you know because he's not really black. 
you know, because if he was really black, then he would be Black Lives Matter and, you know. Uncle Polly. Uh, Uncle, yes, you know, because, oh, my God. Well, we've yeah. got to go to a break. You know why? Because uh, we do. <laughs> because, uh, because, like, there are people you, out there who you, want to advertise you, on our show. That is correct. And, when we come back, yes. I want to talk about the fact that the other day I got a ticket. You got a ticket. I got a oh, ticket. Oh, no, I no, got a ticket no. the what? other day. Don't... The other day I got a ticket and okay. the cop was crying. Yeah, he when was. he gave it to me. Why was he crying? Because he said it was a moving violation. He was very moved. Cut us off, Jim. Cut us off now, <laughs> This is KNTH then 70. The answer will be right on radio.com this is am 1070 the answer there are a few things that are as scarring and unsettling as being the victim of a burglary or home invasion armor glass understands that and armor glass protects your home's weakest link its windows against everything from burglars to hurricanes armor glass was founded by a terrorism analyst and provides protection that cheap solar films do not armor glass film is used on the pentagon peace of mind is priceless but armor glass pays for itself in energy savings go to armorglass.com for more info and a free quote. That's armorglass.com. Dinesh D'Souza can teach you a thing or two. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. Where have we heard that before? Well, the first time I really heard it was during the hostage crisis. Remember? Uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, in which this superpower, America, is just being humiliated day after day after day. Well... Those days are here again. The Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. Available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. Charlie Kirk takes away the spin. This has been a massive military, diplomatic, and humanitarian undertaking. One of the most difficult in our nation's history. They try to change the prism by saying, well, this is one of the most difficult in our nation's history. Yeah, you created it. This didn't have to be. Biden handled Kabul in a quasi-treasonous way to the Taliban. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at 1, right before Dr. Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1070. The answer. Season turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to sleep. I always say so. Oh, so, David, Welcome are you back. laughing at our singing? Well, no, he was no, actually... I, no, I was not. I was actually impressed that you knew two-thirds of the words. <laughs> yeah, I was just... 
two-thirds. I bet you don't know the answer to this question. Which part of your body is the last to stop working when you die? I give. Your pupils, they dilate. They dilate. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Okay, folks. See, you're getting this for free. Did you you purchase a joke book this week? (laughs) Yes, he did. I know. I looked it up in the... I look Man, you're full of it. They're full of it. Are that? you calling hey, me listen. full of it? No, no, I mean, you're full of jokes. Oh, oh no, that's, full not of what, humor. that's not full what of you humor. said. That's not what he right. said. No, that isn't what he that said. That's not, not what, what he said. said. That's what it's I what I he mean. meant. It's what he meant. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Meanwhile, hey, John. Listen. John, let's go to uh, our caller, John. Welcome to a show of faith. You're on AIM 1070. Okay. Rabbi, Thank you, and happy, healthy, prosperous, successful new year to you, too. And may the coming year be better than uh, this past one. Please, God. Well, in, the, in the past month, I've lost two good friends to COVID wow. and a uh, cousin to cancer. So Tough uh, year. So sorry. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. And so uh, I'm hoping this next year will be better. I'd like to see the end of this COVID yeah, and really. the lockdowns and the masks and uh and uh, I was listening to the lady who called a little while ago about uh, all she listens to is talk radio. And I've kind of got into talk radio when music radio kind of went out of existence. And uh, it kind of uh, helped me transform, you know, from uh, liberal to conservative. Me too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I remember when I first, you know, moved back to Houston 40 years ago, I think I was listening to KALT for the rock station. They went country. Uh, then I started on KFMK. It was in the oldies. Uh, they went hip hop and uh, KQ with Paul Berlin. I listened to that for a while, and uh, that was pretty much the last music station I ever listened to. And uh, it's been talk radio since then. Now, are you addicted to KNTH? <laughs> the answer. Did you say addicted? I uh, I, I switched channels. In fact. Uh, uh, Father Mario, there's a Catholic station I listen to a lot. Uh, Rebel Radio, it's uh, just a little bit up the dial for you guys. I think it's 1110. Hmm, I didn't know it. Yeah. It's, it's a, oh, yeah. It, uh, it's a religious radio station? Is that what you said? Yeah, uh, 1110 is called Relevant Radio. Uh, I really like the uh, uh, Father Richard Simon, his program from about 1 to 2. And uh, not um, uh, as uh, plugging your competitors, but he's really good. Good. I know relevant radio. Yeah, they have a they have a pretty big station. I think here uh, um, locally in yeah. in Houston, they're also uh, the Patrick Madrid show. I think is on there too. He's pretty good. Um, they got a couple. They got a couple good shows there. Relevant radio, Radio Maria. <laughs> they have a lot yeah, of Spanish so. um, on there as well. So it's it's uh, it's pretty popular. But we prefer you here, is what we're saying. We we want you here is where we want you. Well, on Sunday evenings I'm always here. So, oh, good, good. Okay, and that's so uh, want to hear. All right, so happy New Year, guys! I hope you get your advertisers. I hate yeah, thank you. you. So do we. I, I forget what station you started out on, but I followed you from there to here. Ninety-seven talk. Uh, yeah, it was back in ninety-six. Not not uh, ninety-six, not ninety-seven. That goes a long way back. Yeah. Right. 
That that Very sounds that sounds like an FM station. I mean, I don't listen to anything on FM anymore, really. It was so. it was Houston's only FM talk station. At That's the time. right, Roger Gray. Yeah. Roger Gray was the program director, and he was one of my favorite people in yes, all of radio. Absolutely. He used now to be in a, television, used to be a groupie so. of his, and watched him play baseball uh, at the Astrodome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, so much. Again, uh, Thank you, Winston. John. Thank you. Bye. You too. All right. Yep. Now, what does that mean, Stuart? Uh, Happy New Year. Good New Year. Or uh, Shana's year, Tova's good. Shana Tova, good year. Uh, and we usually go. we say Shana Tova Umtuka, which means a happy and sweet year or a good and sweet year. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Mm hmm. Hey, listen, I want to let folks know that we're going to have a, another lecture coming up at the Lanier Theological Library on October the 16th with John Warwick Montgomery, who is a Christian apologist. He's, he's, he's been around a long time. Now, apologetics is the field of study that is not apologizing for anything, but it is, def it is defending the faith. And he is coming from France, God willing. Hopefully, France will open up by then. But his talk is, Why Do Unbelievers Reject the Solid Evidences for Christian Truth? So, why do unbelievers reject the solid evidences for Christian truth? So, at any rate, uh, the, the registration is not open yet, but it will be open in another couple of weeks. October the 16th, at the Lanier Theological Library, John Warwick Montgomery. So, we want to invite folks to come out wouldn't it be and nice, listen to that. Wouldn't it be nice if the Lanier Theological Library would advertise on the show of faith? I think it would be great if the you know, Lanier you know, Theological Library... Would I could, I'd also like happen. to see the Catholic well, gift, gift and bookshops. Yeah, they why did. They used to. By the why way, don't you, know you uh, Lanier Theological Library? Why don't you give us uh, just a little bit of a, um, a push? We can. We can really. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see and we can do their commercial. You can, we can even do the commercials. You can do the commercial. Yeah. Good. So okay, let's yeah, let's dude. have you go ahead and audition for the commercial. <laughs> I think I think they would definitely lose viewership if we had Father Mario doing the commercial. I don't know. That would be my guess. Uh, it probably would. Uh, you know, today I got gas for a dollar twenty nine a gallon. Come on, did you really? Well, I did. Unfortunately, it was at Taco Bell. It was at Taco Bell. <laughs> hey, I, I like Taco Bell. <laughs> One of the few places. That's, did you know that Taco Bell was one of the first places, uh, fast food restaurants, to get rid of lard? Oh, I didn't they know did that. that like 40, what, 50 years ago. What were you going to say, Rudy? Yeah. That's probably one of the best jokes I've ever heard from you, honestly. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know, you know, something interesting is that they, they surveyed thousands and thousands of Americans, and Taco Bell came at the top of the list for their favorite Mexican food. Can you believe that? Really? I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I've always it's liked not it. You know? food. Bean burritos, and they have a, a, a virtually anything they get. You can substitute uh, beans instead of meat. So, that's, yeah. that's why I'm kind of glad I'm not at the studio tonight. That's a that's a good thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hey, hey, listen, Stuart, uh, happy New Year! Thank you coming up. Thank you, thank you. I, I do know too, and that I read about the fact that a number of, uh, of congregations 
are concerned about security. You're not kidding. The, d- during high holidays, in fact, okay. this is this is not a joke. That there is a, um, a a Jewish federation in Florida who is sending out trauma kits to various congregations in lieu of the fact that they could well expect you know some sort of violence that would David, this per- is... be perpetrated, and as a result, you know, waiting to, waiting till the first responders. Sometimes, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. David, the, uh, uh, the yes. uh, interesting thing is the Sabbath between Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is called Shabbat Shuvo, which means the Sabbath of return. And it's a special Sabbath. And this year, it's the 20th anniversary of 9 11. So it happens to be 9 11. Oh, it wow. is September okay. 11th, this Saturday, the 20th anniversary. Okay. Of of nine eleven, yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of worry, but 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 because of the COVID virus, many 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 congregations have gone to Zoom only. So you know, uh, okay. What about your congregation? We will have a few people in the sanctuary, limited numbers, and then everybody else, ninety nine percent, will be on Zoom. So we, we okay. won't have the numbers in in the studio in, in the in, sanctuary either. In, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that it is a great new year for you. And Thank your you. Happy and healthy and, for everybody. And and that it's safe, right? And that uh, America and America's allies and friends are safe coming up on 9-11 because it is, again, the 20th anniversary. And one thing we know about these terrorist groups is that they like anniversaries mm-hmm. and they like to show up again and again on uh, certain days. Yep. So, um, you know, I don't know what all is, is, is in the offing for that for security purposes with airlines and with other, other groups. But uh, anyway, we, 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 we think about America and we, we wonder about it. We pray for it um, in, these, in these awkward yeah. and unusual times. You're not kidding. Rudy, were you going to ask David something real quick? Well, no, I was just going to ask. So did I hear that right, that they're sending trauma kits? Trauma kits, yeah. Like, the, the Jewish like, Federation like first down aid? in Florida. First aid, yeah. Mm-hmm. First, real uh, okay. kind of extensive first aid kind of kits to them oh as, a, as a way of showing solidarity. And not the kind of thing that you normally would find in a first aid kit, yeah. but uh, things that are fairly sophisticated for uh, cuts and bruises and burns and those kinds of things, um, with the expectation that if, if it were it to happen, uh, and I and I, I don't know, Stuart. You you know better than I. But I think it was in about thirty seconds. Yep. In twenty eighteen of October, that there were eleven people killed in a synagogue during the High Holy Days yep. up in Pennsylvania. That's so, right. Yep. Well, Thank it has guys. been one heck of a show. Of course, one heck of a show. And we will do it over again next Sunday. Absolutely, of course. At 7 o'clock. Because we're that good. We're that good. So thank you for listening to the Show of Faith. This has been KNTH 1070, The Answer. Please keep us in your prayers because you always are going to be in ours.